Let's make sure that's it. Welcome to Throttled Up the Podcast, often imitated, never duplicated, your weekly home for the best in motorsports coverage. Even your grandpa talking about, man, that boy too cold. We don't sit on 24s, we don't ride on spinners. I'm posted up on them 15s with platinum dirt defenders. Welcome back to Throttled Up the Podcast, and we are live and in studio tonight, and got a special guest in studio here with us, Matt, that uh, we'll kind of tell the story about the uh, the first time that we had the chance to sit down with him. Uh, well, we never sat down. That's true. That's very, very true. Very good point. Um, but first, I want to jump off right here and and rewind to last weekend. Because you are officially halfway to 100. Yes. Yeah. The big 5-0 on Saturday night. I was presented my big happy 50th birthday banner. You know, I went down, did the Fast Time Award there, and they gave me the banner. And I start back up the grandstands, go back to the tower, and the guy stops me. We talk, like, every time I go up and down the grandstands, and he says, hey, you're 50 now, you get your AARP card. (laughs) And I laughed. I said, I actually got it in the mail this morning. So, uh, yeah. I, Hell, they might as well just start digging a hole right now. <laughs> but, yeah, I am, I am 50 now, man. Well, and happy belated birthday. Um, I hate that I couldn't be there on Saturday night. I was over at the Berg uh, shooting the Merle Downey um, I Memorial. have to kind of say I'm in a roundabout way glad you weren't there because – the friendship you and I have, we don't pull punches with each other. And no, and I was going to get a hold of the microphone. I, I knew you would have. And <laughs> I, actually, on our way over, I was thinking, I thought, you know what? I got the cordless, but that wireless is laying up there, and if Dustin gets there, there'll be all kinds of things said. Oh, yeah. 
because I would do that to you. 100%. And You, you did know. the weekend before when Ryan was presenting the award. I got yes. slammed and I wasn't even on the track. <laughs> so No, I just said if you wanted a picture with Ryan Bowling, you know, to go buy a late model. <laughs> so, and then said the other option was me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But no, happy late, belated birthday, brother. You. And, uh, you know, we, we definitely wanted to wish you that. And uh, I know you're a banner guy, so you got a pretty cool one to hang out Oh, you, you did a fabulous job yeah. designing that. It's, it's already hung up in the garage. So, you know, it's uh, a little Americana feel and try to give you something. The old bit. school logos. You did a great job, man. Yeah. Tried to, tried to doctor it up for you. Yeah. But speaking of old school, too, and I, I also didn't make the Scottsburg race, but I want to ask you your opinion on this because I heard. We went back a little bit old school at Scottsburg too with our our restarts, and went flagman. The flagman starts the race. It wasn't even re, it was all all the starts, because uh, I guess there's not an orange cone in Scottsburg in, anywhere. We couldn't find an orange cone, so that's amazing because they have road construction down there as well. The the drivers' meeting was. Rob says, when I see you guys and you guys look good side by side lined up, I'm gonna throw the green so you guys can't start till I throw. And I'm gonna be honest with you. I wish we would just start doing that because the starts were fabulous. I mean, the guys was side-by-side side lined up. No one was going to jump because they didn't know when Rob was going to throw the green flag. And uh, I, I think it was good. Well, that's that's interesting. I I had heard that, and uh, obviously I was down at Salem for the firecracker. And uh, But uh, interesting. Tyler, I'm going to ask you, what do you think about the flagman starting the race? <sighs> uh, I mean – yeah, I mean, that totally takes the aspect uh, of the lead. I mean, being, I mean, it just depends. If you're on the pole, you, you want yeah, that cone, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you you want that cone. But, uh, I mean, I guess on the double Delaware start, I, I, it kind of takes, gives the advantage to the second place car i mean because you know you I, I don't know that's shit do you like how we do the delaware double file restarts now where leader fires in where they want to in three and yeah. four do you? yeah i think it's smoother yeah yeah i i i like how they done that i mean you can pass when the leader goes yeah. it's there's no now my personal opinion i don't think we should have a second cone i think no. as soon as Somebody no. hammers on that loud pedal. Let's yeah. let's go racing. You know, I don't think you should have to. And which I know NASCAR. You know, they got it. You can't pass on the outside. You go past the start finish yeah. line. All that stuff. I think stuff. as soon as the race has started, the race has yeah. started. Yeah, I agree. And yeah. if you can get an advantage outside, yeah. inside, over the top, take it. Yeah. I mean, if you're leading that race, you got there for a reason, and you should have a little bit, a slight advantage. So, I agree. I, I think that's a, I, that's why I wanted to throw it out there and ask the perspective. Since so. we're already in the debate. Okay, let's get it. Our, our guest tonight is Tyler Kane. Like, we yeah. skipped that part. Well, I know. I wanted to give you some, <laughs> some love for your birthday. But, uh, yeah, why don't we give the introduction, and then yeah. we can we can yeah. jump right in. P3 Graphics, Indiana Pro Late Model driver, Tyler Kane. Previous super stock driver. Pretty much dominated that class for years. But, uh, Previous mini stock driver too. Yeah, we talked about yes, that before yeah. we got on there. I actually forgot about that. But yeah, I remember that now. So, but for those that we were and, laughing, and for those that don't know, mini stocks preceded the Hornets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were laughing before we went on air because the the this is Tyler returning to the show. The yes. previous time we interviewed him and his wife, and we had this great idea that we were going to interview mm -hmm. at the fairgrounds at Brownstown Speedway right in front of the you know the double car and make it this huge event 
Little did we know that the truck and tractor pulls were going on that night. Yeah. So we would ask a question. We would listen to a minute of a truck or a tractor go. And then Tyler or Carrie yeah. could answer. Yes. Well, it was a great idea. <laughs> it was, yeah. yeah in, in theory, it all seemed like it was going to work. Yeah. You guys gave a lot of t-shirts away that night, though. Yeah. So. yeah. But we're glad, Tyler, to have you back and in studio with a little less noise yeah. uh, tonight. But, Tyler, I do want to jump in. You know, we talk about that. You starting in your mini stock and obviously the unbelievable amount of success you had in your super stock and now getting into the late models. But looking back, what made you take that jump from, you know, being a fan of racing to I want to sit in the seat and I want to do this? Uh, my mother. Uh, I, my dad grew up racing, uh, my uncles, we all grew up around it. Uh, my dad, my, both my uncles, they grew up go-kart racing. Uh, one of my uncles ran a TQ for a while and then two of my uncles went to, uh, they got hooked up, uh, with Frank Kimmel and, uh, were pit crew guys for Frank for a long time and, uh. I mean, I, I remember when I was seven or eight, I wanted to race go-kart so bad, and my mom wouldn't let me. She <laughs> told me no. And uh, she said when I got 11 or 12 years old, she'd think about it. So uh, 13 came around, and uh, I got a mini stock. <laughs> with mom's blessing? Yeah. With, oh, yeah, really? yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I've been around it a long time uh and uh, i've always wanted to race yeah I'm, i've i've went to all kinds of races with my dad and my uncles and mostly asphalt stuff but uh, uh my cousin jeff walter she he was running a street stock at the time and uh yeah i knew i, I when i first came to brownstown and you know, i was i don't know 10 11 i was, yeah i want to do this and I got to say this, Sunday, like I said, I was at Big Salem, you know, for the Firecracker 150. And you, you talk about your uncles working for Frank. Frank was back in the house and drove the Roger Williams number 32 and and ended up in a wreck towards the end of the night. But uh, you talk about a guy that hasn't lost it at all. Mm -mm. That dude, he made some moves. He made some, you know, we talk about some of these drivers as they get older and maybe the itch in there is bad or the hunger. Oh, Frank was back on top of it. He was yeah. wheeling that thing, and there was no no letting off. Yeah, but look how many laps he's got around that race. Oh, track. my gosh. Yeah, I, well, I, I didn't know he was racing. I seen a, a post on Facebook, and I said, ooh, that's, that's going to be interesting. Well, and the, and the story behind it was Frankie was scheduled to run the car, but Frankie just recently moved up and is Daniel Suarez a spotter. Mm -hmm. So he's actually working for Suarez, and that meant he couldn't be at the race on Sunday because of NASCAR obligations. So Frank said, yeah. all right, I'll jump in and do it. <laughs> you really had to twist Frank's yeah, arm to get yeah. him in the car. Does Frankie get full salary? Because, I mean, he, he only spots like half the race. Oh. <laughs> 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 I don't know that answer. <laughs> How Suarez do? I don't know. I would have thought. I would have thought if he was going to do halfway decent, had been this weekend because it was a road course. But uh, okay, I'll give you benefit of the doubt on a road course. So I, but yeah, it, <laughs> I actually think he had problems. I think something happened with the car. Actually, I don't know. I'm afraid to look. 
let's see. Uh, that was mean. I take it back. For that one Suarez fan out there listening. You really don't. My dad likes the underdogs, and he's been talking about Suarez <laughs> a lot here lately. Uh, he started 11th and finished 36th. Oh, man. Bad, bad day. <laughs> 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 not, not, not as... Not his best day at all. <laughs> um, Your dad needs root for old fast pasta there, man. No Anthony Alfredo. <laughs> He's been. Uh, uh, who's the other one? I he, I like uh, Dan, uh, that Matthew Danabetta. Danabetta. Oh yeah, the, I, I love him. Him. Yeah. De Benedetto. Matty D. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I he, do too. He needs a good car. Yes, that's all he needs. I yeah. like that Ross Chastain too. Yeah. That the old watermelon boy down there. So. So yeah, but uh, to to bring all that back around. So obviously you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, it's good. I, I, it all it all tied together. There was a flow there yeah. for anyone listening. But uh, uh, so obviously you're around asphalt. So what was it? Obviously, talk about your cousin Jeff. You know, being at Brownstown on dirt. What was it that you said? No, nah, dirt's the place. <sighs> I don't. I, I when I first when I saw it, I'm like, man, that they're really. And that was back in the days, you know, Rayburn race car, you know, packing the left front around. Man, that's cool. I don't. I want, I'd like to do that. Uh, yeah. Donnie O'Neill and Jim Curry and oh man, uh, Dan Sturgeon. I mean, that was uh, that was. Yeah, I remember the first race I went to. Don O'Neill won, and uh, I said, "Man, that's that's what I I, I like that." Oh, Dan had some of the prettiest race cars ever yep. at the racetrack. I think, yep. man. Doug McCammon, yep. uh, Doug Alt. Yeah. I remember those days. Yeah. You know, and those, you know, you talk about those, those legends of it. And, you know, talking about you being in the Indiana late model series, I've, I've said this on here before, but not having that O'Neill factor, whether it's Marty no. or Don being around mm. and even running the super, it, it, it does feel weird at Brownstown Speedway to oh, the, not have the old that. Neil factor is still there. He just goes by Neil. No. Well, fair enough. We're, yeah, we're, but we're still racing. You're still <laughs> racing. Yeah, 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 the old Neil factor is still there. Well, I'm just meaning the uh, the drivers yeah. being there. But, yeah. But no, absolutely. So to jump ahead, though, Tyler, as, as you got into the Crate Series, we talked about earlier you went in the points there at the Indiana Late Model Series in, was that 17 or 18? Yeah, I think it was 17. 17. Yeah. Um, wh where have you seen your growth there in your Crate program? You know, it was going pretty good there for a while. Uh, I think in 17, I think I won four or five races, and, uh, and we, we, we was winning at some – different tracks i won at brownstown uh i thought it was going pretty good i think it was the end of 17 i sold that i don't know it may have been 18 i sold that car and uh we bought a brand new one and i, I really thought we was going to come out swinging and uh my growth kind of hit a bump in the road curveball and I, I don't know what's happened but uh it it was going really good you know there's so much to learn i mean stuff changes weekly and people are finding new stuff out uh and i really hit a bump in the road uh last year and uh it's really slowed things down i took some time off trying to figure stuff out but uh 
we're bit we're going we're going again and uh, i've just got to get caught back up with everybody uh it's just you just got to keep you got to keep racing i mean because it changes so much and uh there's just there's 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 a lot there i mean just so much what year was it you won about everywhere we went though you won bloomington Terre Haute, yeah brownstown i yeah. mean you everywhere we traveled to you you was putting in victory lane yeah there for a while yeah uh, bloomington i think i won i think you won both races that yeah, year yeah i'm there the one race caution come out with a lap to go and hudson snuck around me yeah. and spoiled that and I, uh yeah Terre Haute, i won both races yeah. so but now i go back there i'm getting my butt kicked there now <laughs> how difficult you know i we, we were talking a little bit off air before we came on about how racing has changed and the technology that's in it, but how difficult is it to make a change in a car, go to a new car, go to a different chassis, and really figure out and start from ground zero, like, mm -hmm. how you get it to fit you? Yeah, that's, every time you go back, you know, you know, I talk to Rocket and everything, you know, they're always pushing new technology and you know this is better than what you got so you need to try this and you get it and i'm like man eh, it's i like my old stuff better but this is what they're saying but yeah it's every, every time every week you talk to him uh, hey we got this going this is going but uh sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't so i've tried to be a little more simple and keep working on something with i know what i got but it's hard to say, you know, this guy's doing this and he's winning with it. So I've tried, eh, I don't know. It's just, there's just so much. And I'm going to ask you this from, from more of a personal note, I guess. Having the success that you had in the street or in the super stocks and then moving into the crates and the success you had early, how difficult is it on you? You know, your confidence wise, mm -hmm. your mentality, Two, mm -hmm. you know, you, you you put out some serious cash to buy this new car, mm -hmm. you know, to then get it and struggle. How, yeah. how difficult is that? Well, there at the end of the street stocks, you know, I mean, I won 19 races in 14 and like 23 and 15. I was, that was a lot, you know. When I went to the track, I, I knew I had a shot at winning every time I pulled out there. And uh, it got to the point, second and third wasn't acceptable to me. I mean, I was getting upset. And I told Dad, I said, that's not right. You know, I should be happy with that. But I wanted to win every time I rolled out there. I said, I, I want to do the late model thing. I said, it's, it's time to move up. I've done everything that I could do in the street stock. Um, so we got the crate thing. And... Uh, uh, my first year, I won a race at Bloomington. I said, "Heck, man, this is great." I bought a I bought a rocket car off Terry Phillips, and uh, he helped me out for a while, and got me rolling pretty good. And uh, I think there was a lot of new technology heading out. Uh, Black Diamond was really getting rolling, and uh, we sold that car over the winter, and uh, that was that uh that next year uh the xr1s really got rolling so uh, i already had a rocket so we went ahead and went that route and uh, i think we came out and rattled all four or five races that i won and uh, so i felt good and 
I was happy with that, and but then the next year I wanted more, and it didn't happen. And it gets you down in confidence-wise because I feel like I'm a good driver, I feel like. But, uh, yeah, if the car's not there, it, it really beats you in the dirt. I mean, like we was talking earlier, I mean, just uh, some of the stuff. A lot of it's your equipment and your setup. You can be the best driver in the world. Put Kyle Larson in my crap last year. Nah, he's not winning no races. <laughs> uh, but uh, it really it, it it takes a mental toll on you if uh, you go out there and you don't feel like you're performing like what you need to. The other side I want to ask about that is: Do you catch yourself overdriving or you know trying to change your driving style because? You're not getting it set up the way you wanted. So are you kind of chasing both ends in a way because, all right, this car is not as good as I need it to be, so now I'm going to I'm gonna try and make it better on the track. Uh, absolutely. You know, that's like when I, when I come from the street stock world, you know, you're keeping that thing straight under you. In the late models, you you got to get that thing. You got to get it bent to make it work. Uh, there at the beginning of my career in the late models, I did question – how I was driving the car, but you know, all in all, you there's a feel you, you uh, that you look for, and same in any race car. It's you know that feel you got to look for, but uh, there for a while, you know, I was like, man, I don't, you know, I, there's been times I have overdrove the car, and you know, this, you know, that's not how it's supposed to be. I mean, you if you've won some races, you know, you know what you need. Did you totally change your driving style from the super stock to the late model, or did you try to change the car to you? Um, I I knew I had to change my style because, uh, yeah, you you can't you can't keep them cars. They're not meant to like the street stocks. You gotta keep them things straight. Uh, but the late models, you know, they're down on the right front. And yeah. You gotta you gotta get them yalled out. And uh, so I had I there was some learning curve there that I have to do, and sometimes I still catch myself doing that. So, so then to to kind of go ahead to this year, obviously you've had when I asked you right when you come in how you feel about the card, and you said it's been up and down. Kind of take us through that. How, how you feel like this year has gone for you so far? Um, you know, it started out. Oh, we got some help over the winter. It started out pretty pretty decent, you know. Uh, we brought, rattled off some top fives and top three finishes right off the bat. You know, I felt pretty good about it. Uh, it's about a month ago. I won a feature over at Twin Cities, so I was like, "Yeah, it's we're heading in the right direction." I think I went to Brownstown the next weekend and ran like fifth or sixth. I said, "Well, hell, shit, that wasn't." <laughs> That wasn't no good. And I, the exact same thing I ran at Vernon, I brought to Brownstown. And I was like, well, that that's no good. So we had to go back to the drawing board a little bit. And, uh, you know, I've won, I've been good early, won the heat races. I've started up towards the front, faded back. But uh, I, th I feel like we're gaining, making, gaining some momentum. I'm struggling in the features. When it blows off, I've been struggling. But uh, this past weekend, I feel like, we've made some hay i was gonna say you you raced with the the super late models mm -hmm. last saturday and, and I, I mean 
all you guys, all seven of you guys that showed up and tried with that, you guys all competed very well. Yeah. I mean, did that build your confidence race with the supers like yeah. that? Yeah, uh, yeah, it did. I, I had to pull off about ten laps in. We had a fuel fuel issue, and I got the motor hot, and uh, and it was going to be interesting because you know there for a while, it took forever to get that dang on race start. Yeah, but uh, once we got going there, uh, Pete got out in front in front of me there on that on one of them starts and uh i feel like i was keeping speed with him and uh so it's going to be interesting i i really didn't want to pull off but i didn't want to blow a motor up either so right. I, I was very impressed with all seven of you guys yeah. that, that showed up with that mm -hmm. you know it uh because i thought you know it, it came you know race time the track started slicking off i don't think it slicked off as much as you guys would i think if mm -hmm. it had slicked off more yeah you guys would have really been competitive yeah. with the supers, but it, uh, I mean, I was very impressed. And how much does it help to be able to jump into a show like that, a super show and, and be able pressures off, mm -hmm. you know, to try some things and mm -hmm. throw some things out there because if you're way off, you miss no. whatever. No, that, that, that's the only reason we went there for, you know, to get our, our crate, our crate program better, you know, we was wanting to run good, but I mean, there was really no pressure. We went there to do one thing, and it was to get better. And I feel like that when we went out there for the heat race, and totally sucked. But that's what we wanted to do. You know, we we tried something, didn't work, and uh, came back for the feature, and it was a lot better. So looking ahead here to the kind of the second half of the season, what's what's the goals going forward? <sighs> Because I know you're not really correct me if I'm wrong. You're not really chasing points anywhere. No. You're 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 doing what I think yeah. every driver dreams of doing yeah. is you you jump in where you want to and yeah. get to race where you want. Yeah, uh, I mean, I've kind of been hop skipped around. I've been to Florence a time, and then uh, I've been running over at Twin Cities a little bit. And I know I'm leading the points over there, but I'm not set out to do that. I've just kind of been I've been hitting around where I think I've got my best shot to win a race. And uh, because there at the beginning of the year, you know, Shelby and, and Tyler and Steve's have been really tough at Brownstown. And I, there at the point in time, you know, my car's not, wasn't good enough to compete with them. But uh, I feel like now, uh, what we've learned this past week, you know, I think I've got a shot now to compete with them guys. Uh, so I'm hoping to uh, rattle off a couple of victories at Brownstown. Um, there's a couple big races coming up at Vernon, and I really got my eye on that, and that and that's what I'm I'm hoping to. We're all chasing the jingle, you know. Well, that's right what on. we want. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I'm ready because you have been my dark horse pick yeah. um, at almost every crate race yeah. we've ran this year yeah. when we've had the pre-race show. Because if you're there, yeah. Uh, I know we, even Ryan and I when we went to Terre Haute, we were talking, and I'm yeah. like, if. Tyler Kane gets a shot. This yeah. this could be it, yeah. and so I I'm excited to see that when, you know, when you talk about that ability to kind of bounce around a little bit, you know, and 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 coming in that that crate class at Brownstown is one of the toughest classes you're going to find anywhere. When you start talking about Peden and Neil and Shelby Miles and Raymond Humphrey, and you know, you can go down the list of seven, eight, nine, ten guys that can win. Mm -hmm. Is it still that tough for you to swallow those top fives anyway, even with that kind of competition? Um, you know, it's like uh, last year, you know, I was just hanging around fifth, sixth, seventh place. I said, you know, 
fifth, sixth, seventh place wouldn't be bad if I was up there in contention and in the mix every week. If it was a battle up front with all these good cars, it wouldn't be that it wouldn't be that hard to swallow. You know, we we want to win, and uh, I don't like running second or third, but you know, uh, the way it is right now, I mean. I think when was it? I think it was two weeks ago. We had a restart there for a little bit, and I think Peden was running fourth or fifth time on that restart, and he went all the way to second. I think he ran second. Yeah, yeah. And so I mean, it's it's that close. I mean, one one restart, one one move can take you to the hen house or to that house, you know. <laughs> all right, I gotta I gotta we gotta pause here for just a second because. You really need to give out a shout out to your 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 crew chief and uh, a little lady that's uh, watching at home. So oh, we got uh, a message uh, that she is so excited <laughs> to be watching Daddy on TV. So I want to make yeah. sure we don't miss this. So give her a shout out. Uh, yeah, she got to stay up way past her bedtime <laughs> to watch this. But uh, uh, yeah, I got to thank uh, yeah, my wife Carrie and uh, little uh, uh, we call her Oki, uh, but Oakland. Yeah, she had to, she got to stay up late to watch this. But my other little girl, she's probably passed out song logs right now. <laughs> so yeah, so I wanted to make sure we got that shout out in there because it popped up. And I, I like I said, I yeah, I, she hey, she grabs wrenches and she helps daddy wash a day. Uh, I, yeah, you know I got a I got cleaner like clean with a car. I put in a squirt bottle, a uh, pump jug, and. Uh, I normally buy it by the five gallon, and I'll fill that thing up every time. And she has figured out how to pump that sucker, and she'll burn through five gallons in one wash. <laughs> when normally I could get about four or five out of it. Yeah. He's going. got he's at the cleanest race That's car at the track. Yeah. <laughs> so, Carrie uh, did say she is now smiling ear to ear. So that's awesome. But. Uh, but like I do want to ask that too, because you know we talk about family and, and keeping this racing thing going, and and how cool is it for you to see, you know, your daughters love racing the way they do. Yeah, see, uh, it was it was a little bit, you know, I I wanted a boy so bad, but you know I've been blessed with two little girls, and uh, it's you know, my wife raced and. She she had some success and you know, but having these little girls around, you know, I love them to death and uh, seeing them love it and want to be around it as much as I do, and it it really makes me happy. I mean, the last they were there not this past weekend but last weekend, and there was a uh, Crown Vic parked right next mm -hmm. to us, and she said, "Daddy, when uh, I get bigger, I race that." I said. <laughs> I mean, if you want to, yeah, sure. I mean, I'm not going to make you do it, but if that's what you want, you know. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. When she turns 11, you know, yeah. what's your answer going to yeah, be? Yeah, I mean, sure. If, if that's what you want, yeah, I'll, I'll support you, but you better be prepared to get some butt rippings. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be expectation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't finish yeah. second, third, no, and fourth. No. <laughs> and I will say that, that, you know, that Crown Vic class – is a really cool class to watch some of these young people get a chance and and i could give a shout out here you know for those who haven't seen it yet but bill nicely promoter at salem speedway they ran the big track on sunday oh wow yeah the crown vicks got on the big track amazingly and i understand in the racing world this along a lot of time but they were running lap times only two seconds off of the the street stocks over there 
And the racing that they put on was unbelievable. They're all, you know, tight. Mm-hmm. They could run every line at Salem. They were up, down, passing. I, I don't even know how many passes for the lead happened, but one of the most exciting classes I've seen over there is that Crown Vic class. And, and it cracks me up, you know. These guys go from the little track inside oval racing uh, to figure eight to run the big track. Yeah. They ran three races that night and uh, couldn't get enough of it. So really, really cool. If you haven't had a chance to look at it, go over to uh, Dirt to Media. Facebook page and watch the highlights there from the Crown Vic race on the big track at Salem. But I'm gonna say if you're thinking about getting into racing, that has to be the class. As long as they they keep the the reins on it and don't let it become the new version of the bombers. I mean they they have to keep it absolutely locked down because I think that's only that's gonna be the only way we can get the other classes to to stay alive is keep something as super cheap as you can in racing that way they can expand on something else absolutely you know and that's why i was i was kind of laughing on on sunday we were talking because the little track and the big track both paid 750 to win for the the crown vix which you know they're used to racing for 1500 bucks and bill nicely the owner and promoter there at salem speedway came in the booth when we were up there working and he said man these guys are just nuts i said well they can win both these races that's half the race program yeah, yeah. i mean yeah. you can build a, a good crown vic for three four thousand i said they went 1500 today yeah. they're well on their way to another race car yeah. i mean that's i know when we traded all ours in for chargers we didn't get anything for trade in so they ought to be selling them super cheap man if you can find them that's oh, yeah. the whole thing yeah. the secondary market of those now with the way this has exploded around here is nuts mm-hmm. yeah we got rid of our last crown vic three years ago and uh yeah, I wish I would have known this was going to explode because yeah, we'd have bought every one. Yeah, of I would probably would have came to you and said, "Let's just buy all these." <laughs> we'd because have, we'd have them sitting out here back behind the barn. The, yeah. the, the trade-in value was—I mean, they gave us nothing for them. You know, when we got rid of them to go to the Charger. Yeah, I mean, you remember they have county auctions, and then they'd go for dirt cheap. <laughs> yeah, you know, grandma's driving a police car around <laughs> yeah, town. <now>. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so. I want to ask this, dude. It's something we ask a lot of people, Tyler. But, you know, we talk about you've ran a lot at Vernon, Florence, Brownstown. What's a track you've never ran out in all your time racing and traveling that you would love to get a chance to go race at? I like the big tracks. I seem to do better at the big tracks. Uh, I like Knoxville. I really like to go there one time. Uh, uh, a small joint, man. I don't even know. Uh I don't know. I, Knoxville, that's number one on my list, I think. Knoxville would be really cool. Yeah. <laughs> that would be. I like I like the bigger tracks because uh, it's a lot of momentum, a lot of speed. I'm really surprised it wasn't the token Eldora there. Yeah. But did you ever run your your street stock no, at Eldora? No, I've never been to Eldora. Okay. Well, I, I can live with – I no, like Knoxville. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Yeah, that's – do you think, you know, you just talked about big tracks and needing that momentum and, mm-hmm. and keeping in rhythm, especially in these crate cars. Do you think that is one thing that kind of neutralizes the technology and brings the driver percentage back a little bit? Because you do got to keep that momentum. You can't be making mistakes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, if you don't have that car just free enough to where it's going to go around there and stick perfectly, I mean, I mean, a big motor can solve a lot of problems sometimes on a track when it gets heavy you can you can power out of stuff but uh 
Yeah, that, that what that's what makes the crate class real interesting because you got to have the car free enough, tight enough where it'll go around there and you're not scrubbing speed. If you could change one thing in the crates, what would it be? Like if, that you would think would better the program, the entire program. I really wish we could. Uh, well, there'd be two things, but uh, well, let's, hey, let's, deal, go, let's go through yeah, all of let's them. Let's go with two. Yeah, uh, the tire rule. Everybody needs. I mean. The Creighton, Crate Racing USA, Rush, UMP, we're all on different tires. And I'm, I'm, you know, I race on a budget. You know, I can't have three different sets of tires to go racing. Uh, same way with the shocks. Uh, UMP, they're the only ones. Uh, UMP and Rush, they got a shock rule. I mean, I can't go run with them guys. Uh, uh, same way, I, I like what uh, uh, Rush does. Um, they one fuel, that's it. You got to buy their fuel, and that's it. Uh, I, if they could limit some of that stuff down, and I, I mean, I just think every, all the crate cars should be under one set of rules. It shouldn't be scattered across the board. And you know, I agree with that. I did too. Was it you, Matt, that was telling me, or somebody else, about you know that even Lucas Oil is looking at? Sitting down and talking with World of Outlaws. They, they already have. And making sure that things are consistent across there. The dream was like the the start of that. Mm -hmm. They, UMP, World of Outlaws, and Lucas Oil, like, you know, let's get it where we open up one rule book. And then that way, if World of Outlaws isn't running one, one weekend, their drivers can go over and run oh. with Lucas Oil, or Lucas Oil can go run with them and not change up everything on the car. And to your point, if we're doing that with – super late model teams that and don't get me wrong they're hard work and super late model teams are on a budget too but there's some teams in there with unlimited funds as well if we're trying to do that for them we 100 percent should be doing it for our local crate guys oh, yeah. who are yes who are working monday through friday to go race on yeah, saturday yeah. i think some of that though is is probably gonna get me in trouble but it's greediness from some promoters that think if I have my own set of rules, I'll have my own set of drivers. Mm -hmm. I don't have to compete with Rush. No. Or I don't have to compete with, with this. You know, they'll buy the stuff to race with me, and then I have them. And I agree with that 110%. And, and I, I think that it's so short-sighted by promoters because, yes, you may be able to lock in 15 or 20 guys that are going to race at your track every week, but you're always only going to have 15 yeah. or 20 guys. Mm -hmm. If you want to start running shows that are going to be 30, 40, 50 you know, crates there, you've got to make it to where mm -hmm. guys can, can travel and come. And, again, I think if I have one thing talking about dirt racing in general that I think we have to work to get back to it is not running five classes a night. Yes. And I understand from a promoter standpoint, and they're all probably yelling right now if they're watching – you got to have the car count mm -hmm. to do it. But, you know, just like I said, over there, again, $10,000 to win modified race at Lawrenceburg. I know that's not normal. 78 mods, 22 super late models, you know, 100 cars, two classes. But like I said before we went on air, modifieds run under one set of rules. They're UMP modified. No matter where you unload, mm -hmm. it's a UMP rule. And, and that's where I think we got to get across the board because then you can get car counts like yeah. that. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm not saying it's going to happen everywhere. You so there's a lot of factors in the guys wanting to come and run. But I agree with you. I think some promoters try and lock guys in. But once you lock mm -hmm. them in, you lock everybody else out yeah. too. 
And then there's shortages, right? Is there a tire shortage with the late models right now? Yeah. I, yeah. I talked to Derek Clegg Saturday night, and he says he can't find a tire. No. It's it's all across the board. Uh, yeah, the mod tires, I think there's a shortage at 27.5s, the, the M60s, and the M30s. Are there, I mean, you can't get any. Yeah. And, you know, that's going to hurt a lot of guys, yeah. too. Yeah, and the, the more and more that guys can't get – you know those kind of things the worry that i have with that is what does it start opening the door to even get farther away from what you're saying yeah. instead of let's get consistent do we start opening the door to where we're all over the place yeah, yeah i i 100 agree with let's have a rule book if you're a crate late model this is your rule book if you're a super late model this is your rule book all right, so Matt, I'm going to spin it back around. If there's if there was one thing you could change about the crate series, what would it be? That's it. One rule book. Yeah. And you know, these guys with the guys that race at Brownstown, you know, they pay a membership into that. The one thing I would do for our guys, I would have you know, a meeting at the beginning of the year. Open meeting. If you if you plan on racing with us, come voice your opinion. Hmm. You know, throw some things out there that you would like to see changed or an idea let the drivers vote on it you know that way you know i'm not gonna sit up and say this is what we're doing if you don't like it you know tough if the majority votes on it okay that's going to be it and i agree because then, then you maybe get the mid driver buy it midway through the year another meeting okay we've ran it you know from from march to july do you like it do you dislike it what do you want to do i like that I like that because they See, pay a membership in it. Yeah. You know, they're not just showing up and racing for purse money. They're they're giving money in. I mean, they have a way bigger payout in the points at the end of the year right. because they pay in, but they're still paying in. So I think they should have to have a voice. I mean, that's like a lot a lot of tracks in Kentucky. That's why you don't see a lot of them come up here because the rules are different. They're allowed to run alcohol, and we're not. I mean, that's why. They're not allowed to come up here. Their tire rules a little different, but uh, I think when it was a couple of weeks ago, we opened our tire rule up. So, I mean, I don't know. It's just a lot of stupid rules. Everybody, they just need to be the same. Yeah, because again, like you just said, yeah. as you go farther south, crate racing only grows bigger. Mm -hmm. And you can pull, like, some of these shows, if you want to put up a 5,000, 7,500 to win show, you could pull a lot of these guys, yeah. but they're not changing everything on their car to come no. up here. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I can't afford to go out. And I think there was a big race in Kentucky over the weekend. I can't afford to go out and spend two two thousand twenty five hundred dollars in tires on a chance to on a chance to <laughs> make money, and that that's going to be the only time I'm going to run that stuff. You know. Yeah. Even if you win it, you broke even on the weekend. Yeah. You know, I. I just, yeah, I, just, I don't, I don't want to take that chance to do that, but I don't know. Well, well, let me give you, okay, you turn it to you. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I do, I agree 100% the rules I think are big. If, if I'm going to just kind of twist it a little bit and just look at our Indiana Late Model Series, a big thing that I think we need is I think we need a couple throwaway races for the drivers. Oh, I um, totally agree with and that. And the points. And, and this is the reason why. It, it's not about having a bad weekend or this or that. It's about life happens to everybody. And I think we see guys who maybe are racing for the points, 
that are third, fourth, they're, it may be an outside shot, but I'm still within breathing room that then has a health concern or a wedding or something that they have to miss a race for. Or they got to work. Or Yeah, or they got to work and can't travel. Fair enough. Moldmaker right here, yeah. man. These guys work seven days a week sometimes. People work these days. <laughs> well, unless you're on that other program. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, I know you do, man. <laughs> you know. But life happens and then that person misses that race and they fall back to six seventh in the points well what that does is why am i still now i'm not racing for points anymore mm -hmm. so now i'm going to start bouncing yeah. so your car count towards the end of the year starts to fall yeah. give them a couple races yeah. you know, it doesn't change anything yeah, yeah. That, i mean that's basically when uh when i ran for ump you know they only count your top 25 30 yeah. races and that's what I, I I don't think that is a well. Then if you have a bad night, it's not so detrimental. It's like yeah. okay, that one's gonna get thrown out. No. And we we say all the time, and this isn't a disrespect to anybody who's won point championships anyway. The point championship becomes more about consistency and attendance than it becomes about true success. Yeah. If you let them throw two races out, then it becomes yeah. more about what you did. Yeah. Well, summer nationals this year aren't they running thirty six and they're yep. only keeping score of thirty? Yep. So they're letting them throw six out. Yeah, I that so again, rule book agreed, hundred yeah. percent. But to twist it another way, I think that's an element we have to add in. Um, the only other thing I would say that I miss is I truly miss a fast car dash, you know, a trophy dash, a a qualifying dash. To I, come I out can't there. believe you're old enough to remember that stuff. Mm -hmm. We just did one at Lawrenceburg Saturday night. They but I'm saying, you know, that uh, was. But I remember the fast car. When dashes. I was a kid, that was every week. Yeah. You know, the, the four fastest cars rolled out and raced for a trophy. Mm. And that's why I, I miss that element of it. Um, Do you like the hot lap qualifying? Yeah. Yeah. Do you like the invert? Mm, sometimes <laughs> because I, the, the only that's reason, the best that is the most honest and best answer i think we've ever no, got the only reason i'm asking is there's been some guys in other classes that were now hot lap qualifying yeah. they want their class to invert and that's why i just I, you know we've inverted you guys from the get-go yeah. i just was curious yeah you know if you like and to me i think when we invert it makes the racing just a little bit better yeah. in the heat race yeah sometimes i mean yeah it just depends uh it just depends how you qualify, you know. Sometimes, I mean, it ta it throws in that little because I mean, you go out there and qualify, you're trying to lay down your best lap. So, yep. I do have to say, um, at Lawrenceburg, and this was this isn't really pertaining to this, but they had a guy come up to the booth uh, right before the modifieds qualified, and he threw a hundred dollar bonus to the slowest qualifying <laughs> modified. And I, as I'm sitting there, and I thought, man, if I'm going out late. And I know I'm probably not running up front anyway. I'm putting around this thing to pick up an extra hundred and going on. And but I, I had never seen somebody do that. But to the slowest qualifier, he threw a hundred dollars to him. Well, we had a guy donate some money. I can't remember what. Oh, the it was the uh, the Hornets got a hard charge award. Harf, the Hoosier Auto Racing yep. fans, donated a hundred dollars in a year membership to the hard charger in the Hornet class. Well, the Hornets only win $125. <laughs> so if you won the hard charger, you won more than the feature winner. So you needed to start at the back. When I, if I was a Hornet driver, because Jim's like, hey, make sure you announce that, I would have been in the sixth place. When we transferred six, I would have finished six in the heat race. So I had a chance of getting that hard charger. Because if I won my heat race, I'm starting up front. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, even if I... Would, I 
you know, I started up front in the feature. As soon as the green falls, I'm pulling over and taking, stopping on the track to go to the rear. That don't count. No. Well, that. <laughs> you can pass them all you I want. I charged but it, backwards it, it, and came forward. It's where you start at, brother. But I, yeah, I would have kind of timed my heat race out on that one. I would have, I would have thought that one through. I can tell you're married to a math teacher. Why? You would subtract and then add. <laughs> yeah, I can multiply, divide. I can do it all. <laughs> do it all. I, I'd have passed them once, went back, passed them again. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, if, uh, you, you then when they said, you know, hey, this count guy if you passed, lap them passed too. 10 cars, he's like, well, I passed 20. <laughs> should count if you lap them, too. <laughs> and come back around. So, Tyler, looking ahead, you know, here towards the end of the year, too, what are you excited about some events coming up that you're, you're planning to be a part of? I know you talked about a couple there at Vernon. What, what's some things you're looking forward to? Uh, I don't know, you know. Uh, I just really like, you know, we kind of got in a rhythm here. We was kind of getting multi. I like I like racing twice a week, getting a rhythm. Um, you get more racing in, you get, you, I, I feel like you run better. Uh, I don't know, we got... There's two big shows coming up at Vernon. I'm really excited about uh, Fairs Race coming up at Brownstown. That's always a big race. You know, got plenty of sponsors come to that. Friends and family. Uh, you know, it's starting to wind down a little bit. Uh, we're we're at the halfway point. I yeah. feel like. Uh, I think the Fair Race has a whole different like vibe when you're there. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's you know all the noise outside and. Well, I think but you also you draw in different. people that are never usually at the track. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just a whole different feeling the night of the fair races. Yeah. So I want to say this before we get into you giving your, your sponsors a shout out because you got some great ones on the car. I, I have to say, hands down, one of the best looking cars out there. The the yellow. That surprised me. The yellow. The dude, yellow man. that you went with, I think, is a home run. Yeah. I had to change it up. Uh, dad, that was that last year. Dad, he picked the black and blue. I was wanting to go black and yellow last year, but uh, yeah, but I went and tried to go back to the street stock days to reminisce some of that. Uh, try to get some of that good luck back when we <laughs> had the black and yellow back then. But yeah, I like it. Uh, it sticks out. But uh, yeah, I will say when I was looking for some photos and some video stuff to to get ready for this, it it made it really easy. I could yeah. find you quickly, yeah. so it was it was great. So, but, you know, we're at 50 minutes in here. I want to give you that chance to kind of shout out those sponsors. Like I said, you got a lot on the car, and, and those people that help you get to the track. Uh, yeah, I got to thank uh, my beautiful wife. She uh, puts up with a lot. Uh, sometimes she, uh, well, a lot of times she says, uh, yeah, all you care about is that damn race car. But I care about you too, babe. Uh, <laughs> uh, got to thank my wife, uh, my two kids. Oakland Harper, uh, my dad. He's uh, he uh, he's the one guy that is always there to support me when it's good, bad, ugly, and uh, he's there. One of my best friends. So uh, I gotta thank my dad, uh, Mike Fields. He's there in the shop every week. He he does a lot for me. Uh, uh, Jeff Walters. He he ran. Ran my carburetor down the Willie's today to get that thing tuned in, so I gotta thank him. Uh, uh, my mom, she does a lot for me. My two sisters are kind of my PR people. Do get on my sponsors, 
Uh, got a lot of good sponsors on the car. Uh, uh, I got to thank uh, Kelly Rourke with Rourke Excavating, uh, Gurker Building Supply, uh, Kane Herford Sales, uh, Dick and Rudy's Barbershop, Beach Heating and Cooling, uh, Peter Hall, Curtis and Darla, great people. Uh, I got to thank uh, Layman Insurance, Bryant Layman and uh, Deanna Matter. Uh, they came on board this year. They're new. Uh, they're, we're uh, so happy to have them. Um, uh, trying to think. I know I'm missing somebody. We need that car. Last uh, time yeah. you were able to look uh, at the uh, car. Uh, uh, your nose piece. Uh, you ain't said them yet. Who's on your nose? Uh, that's Layman. Uh, okay. Uh, clean right, Adam Hall. Uh, trying to think. I think that's it. Bring that picture back up. It was on there. Oh yeah, good. Maybe that'll help. <laughs> Great call. Look, look at you. Oh, main trailer sales. I forgot them. Uh, celery signs. Dairy Queen. Uh, yeah, don't forget celery signs. Yeah, he'll be texting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. There's Dasco Race Supply. They've uh, been pretty good to me. Yeah. Nobody got to see last year, but we were standing next to the two-seater that uh, Brownstown Speedway owns, <laughs> and uh, Tyler actually turned and looked at that car to remember the sponsors on his car, though. That was pretty cool. There. It was. It worked. It was yeah, perfect. He'd, he'd, he'd like look at the nose, and like he'd rattle off his nose sponsor, then you know down the side he went. So. And if you know how many times I've told drivers that story, not as a joke, but like yeah. when I know they're stuck, yeah. I'm like, think about looking at your car. Yeah. Think about yeah. going through your, your, your car. And so, yeah, it, it definitely, definitely works, and – well, Tyler, I, I want to say this, man, because we're we're right here at an hour, and and I just want to tell you, first of all, love seeing you back more this year, um, you know, and and glad to have you back. To everybody watching, I'm telling you, it's it. I'll be the cocky one for you. It's only a matter of time before yeah. that thing's back in victory lane, and 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 I, I see it coming, yeah. and so it, you know, let's not disrespect anybody else. There's a lot of really good cars in that. Yeah any pro late model field but you know how to get one around there pretty darn good i sure hope so uh i'm i'm not one of them shoulda coulda woulda guys but uh i, I i'm kind of keep to myself kind of if it happens it happens so uh hope it happens soon all right and looking ahead we've got weekly racing this weekend at yep. brownstown speedway we are uh two weeks away a week and a half i guess i should say away from uh, July 17th, which will be the makeup of the Bobby, Bobby Wilson, Wilson Memorial. Yeah. Um, so excited about that race. And uh, so some exciting things to look up. Uh, be on the lookout. We are going to start going back weekly uh, with these. Um, not official yet, but I'm pretty certain next week our guest is going to be Scott Trailer. For those who don't know, Scott Trailer is the owner of Racing Boys. Um, you know, Racing Boys has done the Chili Bowl for years and years and years, broadcasts all over the country uh chasing those beautiful sprint cars um so we're gonna get a chance this is such a thing <laughs> so we're gonna get a chance he's to, excited to talk, oh, he is. <laughs> to talk to scott trailer um and and hear what's going on with racing i'll, I'll feel like a stepchild next week <laughs> you will you 100 percent will are you invited i, I might not be <laughs> it might just be me and scott and yeah. that may be the only people that watch as well but we'll have a good conversation <laughs> Uh, but no, so we will be back weekly. So again, join us next week and, uh, you know, Tyler, like I said, man, good luck and, and thanks for always supporting us. Yeah, I appreciate it guys. Thank you. All right.